Good morning, happy Hanukkah, a good Chodesh to all. <coughs> We're continuing the Shir in Likuti Halachas, Yoradea, Chevek Sheni, Hilchas Orla, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Beis. <coughs> we dedicate the Shir today, Lichvoid Nishmas Avraham Avinu, whose yard site is today. Rab Shimshon Ostropoli is the one who reveals this and says that Hashem said to Avraham Avinu, Tikover beseva toiva, you you will be buried in a good ripe old age. <clears throat> the first letters of tikover beseva toiva. The first letters of tikover beseva toiva. Sorry again. The first letters of tikover beseva toiva spell the word teves, and he says that since there is no date specified, we we assume we we know that it's Rosh Chodesh. It's referring to Rosh Chodesh. So today, Rosh Chodesh Teves is the yard site of Avram Avinu. It's also the yard site of my grandfather, who I'm named after, Nasan Yaakov Bereb Mordechai. We dedicate the Shir Le'iloi Nishmasam. And for a complete Rafua Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviv Achana Basgalia. Rochel Basgalia, Noya Nechoma Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yehoshua ben Freindel Rechel, Eliana Golda bas Chanafega, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yisrael bas Chanaleya, David ben Pnina, Ahuva bas Pnina, David ben Behia Shendel bas Leya, Yehudas Ruchoma bas Chavarus, Nechoma bas Leya, Sora Rochel Bas Yuspendel, Avivan Bas Yuspendel, Gitiganendel Bas Sipoira, Libalea Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, David Lei Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Boroch Mordechai Ben Tali, Fruma Bas Ganesa, Gitalea Bas Frumit, David Lei Ben Shena, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Shloime ben Rifkesh Prince, Malke Hinda bas Kreindel, Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Binyamin Yitzchok ben Liba, Moshe Mendel ben Leia, <coughs> Lei ben Zhenya, David Shimshon ben Soraleya, Chavaliba bas Mendvoira, Sorale bas Chavaliba, Hindesheva bas Rochel, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. We mentioned that this halach is based on chapter 14 in Likut Imran, which happens to be a Chanukah Torah, a Torah that Rabbeinazal said on Shabbos Chanukah, and Rabbeinazal does have a piece in this chapter on Likut Imran on Chanukah. Paragraph base. <clears throat> we mentioned in the previous year that in that chapter on the Kutumran, Rabbeinazal speaks about humility, and he speaks about four levels of humility. A person considering themselves smaller than those who are greater than them, those who are equal to them, those who are smaller than them, and considering oneself smaller than what they actually are, even if they're the smallest. <clears throat> so Rabbi Zal says now, this corresponds to the three years of Orla and the fourth year of Netaravai. Ki Isa, because it's brought in Sifrei Kabbalah, Sheshaloi Shnei Orla, Hem Keneged HaSholoi Shklipois Hatmeois Lagamri. The three years that we are forbidden to eat from the fruit of a tree, the first three years of produce correspond to the three klipois that are considered to be all bad, which are mentioned in the beginning of Yechezkel, in the vision that Yechezkel Anavi saw of the throne of Hashem, where first he saw a ruach sa'ora, onon godol, eish mislakachas. These are the three klipois. And then he saw noiga lo soviv, noiga surrounding it. Corresponding, Venetaravai, who connected Bechinas Noiga. And the fourth year corresponds to Noiga, Shehu Meurav Toivara, 
which is a mixture of good and bad. And these four klipos, these four representations of tuma, of bad, of negativity, each and every one of us has to battle against them and to try to eliminate them. Because this is our main test and, and our main choice that we have to make in life. To stand up and challenge all the Midois Roys that these Klippos try to impose upon us. These Klippos which precede the fruit. A Klippa means a, a shell. And by a person doing battle against these klipos, by a person doing battle against all of our taivas rois and mitos rois, all of our evil desires and bad character traits, through this we are zeichet to the fruit. Uklal kol hamidos rois klulim begeus. And all of the negative character traits that exist are all included in gaiva, arrogance, haughtiness. Shehu Avoidazara, which the Torah refers to as idol worship, a person worshiping them who's the idol? The person themselves. Shehu Hahepech Mehatoira, which is the opposite of the Torah, Sheikora Anova, of which the main, the most important character trait in Torah is humility. Bechinas Ayin. The concept of nothing, a person considering Hashem is everything, and if Hashem is everything, then I am nothing. And to the degree that I am something, I, I could be detracting Chas Shalom from Hashem. Kiklal kol hatoira hu levatel atzmoi betachles habitul ad nichlal be'ein soif. Because in this one sentence here, Rav Nosson Zal defines. What, what's the whole Torah all about? What is the entire Yiddishkeit all about? It's about a person negating and nullifying ourselves completely until we are thereby able to become part of the infinite light of Hashem. There's nothing blocking us from being 100% part of the infinite light of Hashem. Vegeus hu hahepech And arrogance is the opposite of this, bitul. Because Gaiva includes and is a composite of all four klipos that we mentioned. Which we are required to break through the four different levels of humility. Which are Lihiyos Shofal Vekoton Keneged Gdoilim for a person to consider themselves less and small towards people that are bigger than me, equal to me, similar to me, and even slower than me. These are three categories. And in addition, a person has to be able to humble themselves and negate themselves to the point where a person considers, considers themselves less than what they really are. Bibchinas, as the Pasuk says, Shivu ish tachtov. Let each person stay beneath themselves. That's one of the ways that we could translate this Pasuk. And these four levels of humility correspond to the four klipos. Because a person who has a degree of arrogance where they consider themselves bigger than what they really are, the person wants to compare themselves to people who are greater than them. 
benonim, or people who are similar to them, or even to people that are on a lower level than them, when the real truth is that the person is on a lower level than all three of those, because this person is the lowest of the lowest. And because of the person's arrogance, he considers himself bigger than what he really is. That corresponds to the three klipois that are considered to be totally bad, totally evil. Shame, which are Onon Godol, the Eish Mislakachas, the Ruasoro. Shekula, Bechinas, Geus, Vegadlus. All of those represent arrogance, person being a big shot. Rash, a lot of noise. Umachlikis, and, and a person who, who opposes other people, gets into arguments, disagreements, and fights with other people. The person wants to hold themselves higher than all three of those levels who are, all three of them are really higher than the person. This is what the Gemara refers to as a person who behaves, they conduct themselves like Zimri, who was the Nasi of Shevet Shimon, who took a non-Jewish woman, Cosby Basur, and, and wanted to have, and had relations with her in front of the Jewish people. And, and the, so the person does an evil, he behaves in an evil manner like Zimri, and he wants to be rewarded, he wants to be respected like Pinchas, who was the one who avenged this evil act of Zimri and killed him. Because in reality, the person we're referring to here now is smaller, lower than all three categories. And this person is arrogant in their own eyes, and they consider themselves equal to or superior to the other ones. And therefore, this person is associated with the three klipais that are total evil. Whereas a person who overcomes those three levels of gaiva, meaning he doesn't consider himself superior to people who are really superior to him or equal to him or even smaller than him. However, the person hasn't yet achieved a level of humility where he, where he considers himself lower than what he really is. That corresponds to the clip of noiga, which is a mixture of good and bad. Noiga, the, the Sforim teach us, sometimes becomes part of the good side and sometimes Chasashon joins the bad side. Because sometimes, if a person doesn't consider themselves smaller, lower than what they really are, Meaning, for example, a person knows that they've done certain good things in their life, but they don't take any personal credit for it at all whatsoever, and therefore they don't consider themselves great or wonderful or a tzaddik because they did these good things, because they say, I I really didn't do anything, Hashem did it. Anything good that I do, it's Hashem, the Hashem inside of me that's doing it really. And, And it's only because Hashem helped me, otherwise I never would have done this on my own, in quotes. So sometimes when a person isn't caught on neged madregas atzmoi, person doesn't consider themselves lower than what they really are, who gomor. This can lead to the person falling into real complete gaiva thinking thinking that they're greater than what they really are. 
שזהו בחינס שנויגה נכלל ברא. This is an example of the clip of נויגה joining the side of evil. ולפעמים מרגיש שפלוסוי עד שהוא קוטון בעינוב למעלה ממדרגוסוי. Whereas sometimes a person like this who at first didn't, real, didn't consider themselves lower than what they really are, that that person can, can advance to this level of, yes, realizing and feeling that they're small, smaller than what they really are. Vo'oz nichlal betoiv. And then this person and this, this, this level is, is connecting to the good side. A good question in the chat. How can a person know so well where they stand in relation to other people? To know who is above them, who's below them, and who's on the same level as them. There are so many factors making many people different from one another, so it's impossible to compare them. That's true. That's true. There's a Pasuk, a famous Pasuk, Ki ha'odom yire lo'inayim v'hashem yire lo'levov. A human being only sees externals. We only see what we can see with our eyes. Hashem sees into the heart of a person, meaning only Hashem knows who the person really is. We don't know. Therefore, that's another reason why a person, even, it looks, even if it looks to me like I'm much more religious than somebody else, It could be, I could be fooling myself completely. It could be that I don't realize that that person on the outside isn't showing a lot, but on the inside, their heart and their midas could be thousands of times better than mine. And their tests and challenges could be thousands of times more difficult than mine. So when I see myself getting up in the morning and going to shul, doing all of these things, and I see this other person doesn't, and I assume that I'm superior to them, Do I know what challenges that person had last night, what that person went through that made it impossible? And for them just to, to, to get up and daven in their house even, they're doing an incredible, incredible mitzvah. They're davening that particular day in their house could be on a higher level than my going to shul at times, at times. I'm giving an example. So it's true that in reality, We don't know at all who's bigger and who's smaller. We're told that this is, we are living in an oilama sheker. This world is the world of falseness, where what's, what's big is really small and what's small is really big. That's a reality. Now, inside this reality, we're trying to function. And we're trying, we're human, we're looking around us and we see people. And again, I see a person who I, I can tell clearly has learned much, much more than I do. The person is quoting things and teaching things that I've never, I've never learned at all whatsoever. Or certain other examples of a person doing things much better than me, that kind of thing. So that it seems obvious to a degree that this person is superior to me. And now if my Yetzirah wants me to start looking and thinking, no, 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 I'm really bigger than him, I'm really better than that person, or all the different examples, these are all, this is an explanation of what Rabbi Nezal is referring there on Likut Imran, that Rabbi Nezal is quoting here. Any other questions? Paragraph Gimel. V'zeh b'chinas sholoi shneorlo v'netarvai. And this corresponds to the three years of Orla, that a tree is the produce of a tree is considered to be Orla, and the fourth year, which is called Netaravai. Ki keshenoitin ilon osur lechol mi peroisov ad she yeshaber v'yevatel mimenu haklipois hakoidmen lapri. Because when we plant a tree... And that tree is producing fruit, and we want to partake from that fruit. We are not allowed to eat from the fruit of that tree until we first break and eliminate the klipois that come before the fruit. Shehem ha'arba klipois anal, which are the four klipois that we mentioned, sheklulem begeus, which are all included in arrogance. 
Because out of all the things in this world, a tree requires the greatest birur, the greatest repair. Why? Because the beginning of the sin of Adam Arishain was with a tree. Shehu eats hadas toivora. V'chol chetoi hoyo alidei geus. And Adam Arishain's entire sin was based on an arrogance. Shehichnis bohem hanochash hakadmoini, which the original snake injected into Adam and Chava. Sheomar lehem, the snake said to them, you know why Hashem told you not to eat from this tree? Because Hashem knows if you eat from this tree, v'hiyisem kelikim, you're going to be just like Hashem. Sherotsu le, so by their going ahead and eating from the tree, sherotsu lehizgoiz velalois ulehidameis atzmoi lelhan, which means the act of eating from the tree was an act of arrogance, of wanting to go, wanting to, to rise up and, and be comparable to Hashem, compare themselves to Hashem. Because a tree, when we talk about a tree, the nature of a tree is to grow to be tall. Just like arrogance, we call arrogance a big shot. Bechinas ki kegoiva arozim govu, as the Pasuk says in Omois, speaking about people who are going against Hashem, people who are suffering from arrogance, it compares them to tall cedar trees. V'yalkein tzorich birur godoil levatel mi peiroiso bechinas achizas hageus. And therefore, it requires major processing in order to remove from the fruit of the tree any attachment to Gaiva. Shehu bechinas klal kol hamidois rois. And Gaiva is a composite of all bad character traits. V'yalkein hezironu. And this is why the Torah warns us v'araltem orlosoi espirioi shonim that you will consider the fruit of the tree off limits for three years. To, with, to, to avoid eating from the tree the produce of the first three years in order thereby to eliminate the three klipois that are total bad. Which correspond to the three categories of gaiva that we spoke about. However, when on the fourth year of the tree's produce, in order to eat the fruit that's produced during the fourth year, we're required to bring it to Yerushalayim. Because the Medrash tells us that the word Yerushalayim is comprised of two words, Yira Shalim, perfection of Yira. And Yira is what defines real perfection and real completion. Yira Shalem. Shlemus is in Yira. We know there's, we say, there's, we say at the end of Birka Samosin in the last paragraph, Ki ein Those who fear Hashem are lack are not lacking in anything. Ein machser, they're not missing anything. That's shlemus. And the Zohar Kodesh actually says those words. Rabbi Nezal quotes this in Torah Yudalim that where there's yira, there's shlemus. anova, and the key to yira is humility. As Rabbi Nezal explains it over there in chapter 14, we know there's a pasuk, Ekev Anova Yiras Hashem, that the heel of the foot of humility is fear of Hashem. Because Yerushalayim is the capital city, the, the royal city of the Jewish people, Shehi Malchus Digdusha which represents the kingdom of holiness. 
ואיקר הגדולה והמלכס לקדושה היא בכינס ענובה ושפלו סמיתי. And true greatness and true royalty in holiness goes together with humility. True humility. As Rabbeinu Zal expounds on this in chapter 72 in the second part of Likut Emran. As the Gemara tells us about Hashem, Where you find, where you recognize Hashem's greatness, you recognize Hashem's humility. And the greatness here is Malchus, kingdom. We know that Malchus, we say about the Malchus, the Lesla Migarmo Klum. Malchus has nothing of its own. Gvura, <clears throat> strength, my muscles are strong. Chachma, I have knowledge in my head. Malchus, kingdom, authority, I nothing. If people choose to accept my authority on them, I'm king. The attribute of Malchus is not me. It's something that it requires others accepting my authority upon them. That defines a person as a leader, as a Melech. And therefore, by bringing the fruit to Yerushalayim, to this Yerushalayim, was to eliminate the, the fourth klipa, the klipas noiga, ad shel to the point where the person achieves that fourth level of humility, that the person should consider themselves less than what they really are. That's real humility, a person not taking any credit for themselves at all. That's the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, who was able to say, When he was speaking about his brother, Arnakain, and himself, he said, We are nothing. Mo means nothing. I was just learning a few days ago, chapter 6 in Likut Imran. One of the famous chapters in Likut Imran with a friend, and the opening statement there is an incredible, credible statement where Abenazal says, A person has to strive to lessen their own kavod and increase Hashem's kavod. And the Mephoshim point out that the fact that Abenazal puts those two in one sentence means that these two are directly connected to each other. The more I consider myself nothing, the closer I get to that, the more Hashem is everything, the greater Hashem is in my eyes. Very powerful question in the, in the uh, chat. Nowadays, there are so many people <coughs> suffering from an inferiority complex and not realizing how good they really are. It seems that working on humility and on making oneself smaller is, no, is, is not such an important goal as it used to be. Chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. If it's in the Torah, it applies today like it applied a thousand years ago. However, remember this is one page in a set of books of 4,000 pages. In the, on this page, Rab Nosanzal right now is focusing on this item. This does not contradict a person in a, that's this is in one pocket. In another pocket, we just said today in Halel, today is Rishchidesh and Hanukkah, we said Yisrael Mam Shaloisov. The Jewish nation is the kingdom of Hashem. The Gemara says, Kol Yisrael b'nei Malochim. Every Jew is a prince, a member of royalty. And there are many psukim stressing that. And throughout Rabbeinu Zal's teachings, we are taught the balance between these two. And how a person has to know when to apply this, when to apply that. When I'm feeling good about myself, 
when I'm not feeling the inferiority complex, when I'm feeling good about myself, I have to be able to remember and to realize that there's, there's greater than me. And, 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 and everyone is bigger, and to treat everyone as, as if they're greater than me and better than me. When I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling the inferiority complex, and when I'm feeling lack of self-worth, lack of self-esteem, then I have to be reminded of all the places in the Torah and all the words of the tzaddikim who tell me how special I am, how important I am, how the whole world is dependent on me. The world right now, the scales that measure the good and bad in the world now could be exactly equal, and the next move that I make can change the entire world. If I do a mitzvah, I can tip the scales for positive for the entire world. And chas if I do a sin, I could be opposite. This is an incredible, important point in Yiddishkeit, and especially in the Limud of Breslov. And I, I haven't looked ahead. Well, we very likely will see it even in this, in this halach also. But we're going to see both of these messages being broadcasted very clearly. A Jew must have both of these weapons. And this is what Rabbi Nezal speaks about there in chapter 6 in Likut Imran, that there's a concept of boki barotsi, boki b'shoiv. There's a concept of knowing how to serve Hashem when I'm high, when I'm feeling great, and knowing how to serve Hashem when I'm feeling depressed, low, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-worth, chas all of those negative things. Any other questions, please? And this is why the Novi Zechariah, chapter 14, in describing the Yerushalayim of the future, he says, It will be great, it'll be, Ro'amo means exalted, very high, and we will live beneath it. If you translate those words literally, this, this is what we were speaking about earlier. In the place where you see Hashem's greatness, you see His humility. The more it will rise to higher and higher levels, the more Yerushalayim will become greater and greater, sit below it, go beneath it. Fulfill that other passage that we learned about a person sitting beneath themselves, beneath what they really are. That all those who live in who are living in Yerushalayim will be to real humility. To consider themselves lower than what they are. And this explains one of the miracle powers of Yerushalayim during the time of the Beis Hamikdash. We're told that Yerushalayim was a certain size and yet it was able to contain much, much, much more people and everything than, than it would logically. Now, if you do the mathematics, a person requires so many square inches and you multiply the amount of people that on Yerushalayim, it, it doesn't add up. There were a hundred times the amount of people as the amount of space in Yerushalayim. And in the Beis Samikdash, it was even further. How is this possible? The answer is this concept of muat masik samaruba, something small that can contain something large, huge. As it says in Perkei Avos, no one ever said, I don't have room to sleep, I don't have a place to sleep in Yerushalayim. All of this is the result of real humility and people negating themselves, considering themselves nothing. Bechinas ayin. I know I've seen this myself and I've experienced this and I, I hope some of you are aware of this and if you're not, you'll, you'll, you'll understand this. There are people who have large homes 
10 rooms, 20 rooms, <clears throat> and a person wants to come to them for Shabbos, or they want to do something, person says, I'm sorry, we, do, we really don't have room. We have, you know, I have, I have people over at my house, so I can, you have people over your house, that means you have another nine rooms that are empty. And then we have people in Eretz Yisrael, and in other places sometimes, that live in very, very small lodgings, very small apartment, and they're able to have guests, and then another person says, can I bring a friend? Yeah, bring a friend. No problem. And, and unfortunately, again, sometimes this has to do with this, this concept of gaiva versus anova. A person who's humble doesn't take up any space. So there's never a lack of space. And a person who's chasham, not humble, arrogant, I need my space. I don't want anybody crowding me. I don't... Because humility, which means nothing, I'm nothing, nothing doesn't take up any space. It has no boundaries. And therefore can contain everything. And therefore, because Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim, which is the, the result of Anova, therefore, <clears throat> that's the real holiness of Yerushalayim. Listen to these four words, or five words. Rav Nosson's not six words. Rav Nosson says here, Ki Iker HaKedusha Hu Anava V'Shiflus. The real definition of holiness is humility. Alkain, therefore, L'Shom Tzrichen L'Halois HaPeirois Bashana Horavis. It's to there, it's to Yerushalayim that we have to bring the fruit of the fourth year of produce. In order to remove from the fruit that fourth klipa, and to be zeichet to true humility, which a person considering some realizing that they're less than than what they really are. Paragraph Dalit. And the Torah continues, and on the fifth year, you're welcome to eat the fruit in your own city, wherever you want. Because when a person is successful in negating themselves and eliminating gaiva in all four on all four levels, which means this person has succeeded in breaking and eliminating all four klipois, which represent and include all the different bad character traits that exist, as is known in all the holy svarim, that those four klipos are representative of all the taivas roys and all the midos roys. Then that person plugs into and becomes part of the four letters of Hashem's name, which are the roots of the four elements of creation, which are Eish, Ruach, Mayim, Ofer, fire, air, water, and dust, dirt. <clears throat> which correspond to the four levels of creation, inanimate objects, plants, animals, and human beings. And what surrounds all of these things, what surrounds the four letters of Hashem's name and the four elements of creation and the four levels are the four klipos. Which we have to eliminate until a person succeeds in purifying all four elements. Until the person becomes part of completely part of the four letters of Hashem's name, 
כשהוא קוטן ואינוב למטה מארבע בחינס הנאו. And then when a person achieves this level, that the person considers themselves small on, in all four ways, on all four levels, אזי הוא נכלל בבחינס קויצוי של יוד, then that person connects to the tiny line that comes out of a יוד. When you write a יוד in a Sefer Torah, those that are familiar, <coughs> there's a קויץ, <coughs> there's a tiny little thing that looks like a thorn, <coughs> coming out of the Yud. Shehu lemalo mehakoil. And the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that that koitz represents the keser. The Yud represents chachma. The koitz oishel Yud represents the highest of everything, the keser. Sheshom ein shum achizas hora klal. Up there, there is no connection at all whatsoever to evil <coughs> or negativity. And then when a person achieves that, then they can eat the fruit anywhere. And the fifth year, go ahead, eat the fruit. The fifth year corresponds to that koitz of the letter Yud. <clears throat> which the Sforim speak about when they tell us that the four basic elements of creation that we mentioned earlier are all connected to one, to oneness, which is called the Yesoid HaPoshut, the, the simple foundation, which is the Tzadik, who is called the foundation of the world, singular, tzaddik, yesoid oilam. Shehu shoyrish v'chiyus shel kol ha'arba yesoidos. That's the roots and the source of life of all four basic elements of creation, as Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this in chapter 67, in the second half of Likud Imran. And then <coughs> that person is able to eat the fruit anywhere. Because the person has already eliminated the negativity by fulfilling the mitzvah of Orla, by abstaining from the fruit of the first three years of produce. And then the person also observed the law of Net Taravai, which is bringing the produce of the fourth year to Yerushalayim. And this is why the Torah says, on the fifth year, eat the fruit. To add to yourselves the the, the grains, because when a person succeeds in eliminating the arrogance, the haughtiness completely, and to achieve real humility, that person draws upon themselves blessing and a major, major flow of Shefa and a multitude of goodness. Bebechinas, as the Zohar HaKadosh says, man dehu ze'er hurav. The one who is small is big. The one who is small will receive rav, will receive a lot. And that's why the Pasuk use it doesn't say to give you, Hashem will give you grain. It says Hashem will add to you. That's like the, the title of the Tzadik, who is called Yosef. This represents the Tzadik, who is the foundation of the world, from whom all blessings and all Shefa emanate from the tzaddik. I remember hearing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, he quoted the Zohar Kodesh, which says, there's a riddle 
that Shimshon Hagibor, when he was doing battle with the Philistines, at one point, he engaged them and he gave them a riddle and he said, if you figure out the riddle, I'll do X, Y, Z. And if, if, and if, if you don't figure out the riddle, I'll do B, C, D, you know, etc. And part of the riddle was, the riddle was based on an episode that Shimshon Agibor had where he engaged a lion. A lion came out to attack him and he took the lion and tore him in half, grabbed it by the jaws and tore the lion in half and left it there. And then bees formed a beehive in the carcass of that lion. And, and the, riddle, the riddle was that you, uh, he said, Shimshon Agibor said to them, from that which eats came forth food, and from that which is powerful came forth something sweet. There's nothing more powerful than a lion. And again, from the, the lion, this az was, had honey in his carcass. And that which eats, a lion eats everything else, and now the lion became food. So the Zohar Kodesh says, the oichel, there's a posik tzaddik oichel l'soy A tzaddik eats to satisfy his soul. So the, the posik refers to the tzaddik as oichel. Meha oichel, from the tzaddik, yotzomachol, comes forth all food, all bounty, all sustenance comes from the tzaddik who is called Yesoid, and he's called the Yesoid HaPoshut, the most basic element from which all four elements of creation emanate from. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says clearly, the Yosef, this is in this week's Torah portion, by coincidence, Yosef HaTzadik, all of this is what we're going to read in this week, Parshas Miketz, on Shabbos. The Yosef Hu HaShalit, Yosef HaTzadik is the king, Paroi said. He rules. He provides for the entire nation. Shekol Amhoretz, meaning the entire nation of the land. Shem Kol Bnei Adam Sheboilam, which they referred to all members of the world because the entire world was coming to Egypt for food at the time. Kulam Yonkim Chiyusam, all of them draw their life energy and receive all of their shefa, all of their bounty from only via the tzaddik. Shehu bechinas Yosef, shehu bechinas Yesoid hachamishi. This is Yosef, who represents the fifth element in a sense. Shehu bechinas koitzoy shel yud. He represents that that tiny little thorn of the Yud, Shehu hachius ha'ne'lam b'chol That's the hidden life that's found, that permeates in all four basic elements. She'ein zoichin l'zeh kim al-yidei tachles ha'anova v'ashifles b'chol arba b'chinois. And the only way a person can be zoichin to that is by a person achieving the epitome, the highest level of humility in, on all four levels that we've been learning about. Interesting, as we're learning this, I'm reminded there's another, there's another chapter in Likut Imran, which Rabbein Ezzel said on Shabbos Hanukkah, chapter 8 in Likut Imran, where Rabbein Ezzel speaks about bringing about the downfall of Rishoim, of evil people, and Rabbi Nassau quotes a pasuk, Mashbil Rishoim Adeoretz, to lower and humble, Mashbil Shofel, the Rishoim all down to the ground. And Rabbi Nassau writes there that the first letters of Mashbil Rishoim Adeoretz are the same as the first letters of the four elements, Eish, Ruach, Mayim, Ofor. And Rabbi Nassau in that chapter, and Kutimran tells us, that it's only the tzaddik gomor who has perfected himself in all four basic elements, which represent all the taivas royce and all the midas royce, that's the tzaddik who doesn't have to be afraid to challenge the Russia and who will succeed in bringing about the downfall of the Russia completely. Again, we see the connection to 
what we're learning here, the mashbil, that it's, it's dependent on shiflus. The shiftless of a person, the humility, is what really defines the person as tzaddik and gives him the and shows that he has perfected the four basic elements and that all four basic elements draw receive from him, and therefore this is what gives him the ability to bring about the downfall of the Rishoim. And now Rabbeinazal continues, Talia, and these two are both dependent on each other. Each and every single person, to the degree that the person succeeds in nullifying themselves and realizing how small they really are, that will define that person's success in coming close to the true tzaddik, the true tzaddik who has achieved the highest level of perfection in humility in, in all levels. Nothing, the, the aspect of more, nothing, legamri, 100%. Because this is the most important quality and greatness of the true tzaddik. Because the Gemara says in the beginning of Avodah that humility is the most important of all character traits. And so too, the closer that a person gets to a true tzaddik and becomes part of that tzaddik, that will help the person achieve real humility. And that's the entire tikkun of a person. That's the whole tikkun of a person. Because the most important thing that keeps people far away, distant from Hashem, distant from true tzaddikim, distant from the Torah, which are the life source of a person, the most important factor is arrogance, self-respect. Which comes from Orla. And each person has to try to make every effort possible to eliminate from themselves, to get rid of every type of gaiva completely. And then the person will be zeicher to what the Pasuk says, on the fifth year, you will eat fruit, and Hashem will add to you. Hashem will give you Yosef, Lahosef. You'll, you'll become connected to the true tzaddik, who, who is, the word Lahosef means more, and you'll receive more and more and more, more and more blessing. A very good point in the chat the difference between low self-esteem versus humility is similar to the difference between depression and a broken heart. Definitely, definitely. Another point in the chat. We said that it's very important to maintain the balance between humility and, and realizing one's self-worth. And now we're learning that the main thing in Kedusha is humility. So why is humility more important than knowing one's worth? It isn't. It isn't. The answer is right now, this is what we're focusing on. When I'm, when I'm putting on my tefillin on my left hand in the morning, on my weaker hand in the morning, does, does that mean that that's more important than my tefillin shorosh? Because, because I'm putting it on first? No, not necessarily. The Rosh is more important in, in many ways, etc., etc. Right now, Rav Zal is focusing on this topic, and this is Rav Zal's style, that when he's focusing on a topic, 
He wants to make it. He wants to make us feel that this is the most important thing in the world. This is the most important thing in life. But it does not contradict in any way chapter 282 in Likut Imran and all the other places where Rabbein Zal and Rabbein Zal stress that a person is not allowed to say, I'm a Russia, and a person is not allowed to focus on their bad points. A person has to search and, and focus and find good points in themselves and be able to connect to that. It's not a contradiction. Again, right now, this is this Rav Nosanzal wants to emphasize the importance of another. In Torah Reish Pebe, the Torah where Rav Nosanzal speaks about self-worth and looking at the good points in oneself, Rav Nosanzal said, "Don't leave home without it. That keep that Torah chapter two eighty two with you all the time because you're going to need it. A person needs the self the the the, the self-worth. However, unfortunately, unfortunately." more people suffer from gaiva than from lack of self-worth. And Rav Nosanzal, in another place in the goes into a major, major discussion of showing how lack of self-esteem and lack of self-worth is a form of gaiva. Gaiva. Because what gets people depressed and what gets people to have lack of self-esteem is, why is this happening to me? What? You know, me, me, I'm a me, I'm a something, I'm a somebody, and I shouldn't be going through this, and I shouldn't have... Rav Nosanzal goes into major, major clarity there, showing how those two are really one, how low self-esteem is a form of gaiva. It's a form of gaiva. Because again, the person's feeling bad about themselves because I'm really, I'm really supposed to be X, Y, Z. I'm supposed to be the king of the world. Everybody, I'm supposed to have everything. And I don't have everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm a, I'm a failure. Failure. You could only fail if you were capable of, of succeeding, if you were a success, and then you failed. You, you weren't even a success yet. I don't remember the source. The, the, there is a Sefer, Neufest Sufim, which is an index on Likutei Alochis. And if one would look up the topic of Anova there, or possibly in Likutei Eitzos, with the, the large, the expanded Likutei Eitzos, where it brings the Likutei Alochis by topic, if a person would look under the topic of Gaiva and Anova, you would probably find that piece. And Amir Tashem, if we continue learning together, we're going to get to it, Mitzvah for sure. Wishing everybody a, a happy Lichtige Hanukkah, a good Geben Shchidesh. We should be zeichet to absorb what we're learning and to, to apply it, to plead with Hashem, to be zeichet to achieve these these levels and, and therefore, thereby be zeichet to real good living and to see the final crowning of Hashem and the Jewish people with the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Samitesh, Mer of Yameinu, Amen Amen. 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 Rabbi, I had a question. Real yes. Quick, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I'm having a little trouble because if humility, it seems that a person every day would have to work their spiritual practice to get into a humble place. Like a person does just wake up humble. But the thing is, so it's like, um, I'm thinking of like, was coming to my mind is like David and Goliath. And like when David's going to fight Goliath, then like for me, like I would take, I, I feel like I need to put on all of Saul's, you know, uh, armor and go out there and fight, you know, no, no matter if it looks like I'm egocentric or, or not. So what's the balance there? The, the answer is, you know what gave David the ability to go out and fight Goliath? The fact that David said, I'm nothing. And if I'm nothing, then Hashem is everything. And, and Hashem is with me. And compared to Hashem, Goliath is, is an ant. He's a cockerel. He's nothing. And he told Goliath this. You zero. You know, you're insulting Hashem? You don't even, you're not even one one billionth, one one trillionth. That, that's, in those, it's his humility that gave him the no fear. We're talking here about the connection between humility and fear, fear of Hashem, Yerushalayim. 
When a person has fear of Hashem, they're not afraid of anything or anybody. They're stronger than everybody, everybody. And with, with David HaMelech, it wasn't the armor. The, they, they, they tried to put the armor on him, but didn't, it didn't fit. He was too small for the armor. They, they didn't have a small enough size for him. And he left. He don't, well, I don't need this nonsense. He picked up five rocks, it says. He picked up five stones, which the Zohar Kodesh says were the words Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem. And he put them in a pouch. He, he made them one. He put them like in a little pouch, which is Echad, the word Echad, and, and his, which is a declaration of faith in Hashem. If I believe in Hashem, what Goliath? This cockroach, this nothing, this nobody. I'm, I'm nobody. And if I'm nobody, he's a billion times less than nobody. He's a go- he's a Philistine. He's tome, he's filth. He's insulting Hashem. He's a, I'm a zero, he's a minus. It's, it's, it's the humility that gives a person the strength, that no fear. Moshe Rabbeinu went to Paroi and said, and Paroi told everybody he was running the world. Moshe Rabbeinu said, excuse me, I'm a messenger from, from the one who's really running the world. And Paroi Googled Hashem and he didn't find him. And he said, time for a different Google, time for a different computer, you better get a different computer. And, and he showed Paroi who's king. Again, not him, I'm nothing. Yosef HaTzadik, take a look in this week's Parsha, when they take Yosef out of prison and they bring him in front of Paro. And Paro said, I heard you're a big guy. I heard you can interpret dreams. Yosef says, Hashem will interpret the dream of Paroi. Meaning, I, don't, I am nothing. I don't, Hashem. I'm nothing, so Hashem is everything. And if Hashem is here, your dreams are popcorn, nothing. The easiest thing in the world to interpret. You follow? Yes, yeah, thank you. We should be zechet to Anova and and not to be afraid of anything we're not supposed to be afraid of and and to stand up to the Sotan, to the Yitzhahara and to all of our enemies and see their final defeat, Mitzvah